Do you remember where you were in March 2020 when they announced the lockdowns? I remember getting a text from a family member saying, congratulations on your three-week March break. And I said, what on earth are you talking about? The person was referring to the fact that we were about to go into our March break, or I know it's usually called spring break in the States. I was a teacher at the time. And then we were going to have two weeks after those two weeks to slow the spread. And I remember how silly the whole thing was because we were told that basically March break was going to be as normal. And then after that, after everyone came back from Jamaica and Cuba, and yes, Canadians can go to Cuba for, for winter vacations. And after we came back from Florida, et cetera, you know, we were going to then quarantine and everything was going to be fine. Now, I was taken back by this because I actually didn't know what the coronavirus was. True story. I was doing the Exodus 90 at the time. I don't know if you remember or if you know what that is, but it's a mortification and discipline sort of extra Lenten program that you do. And one of the things that you do besides the cold showers and the fasting and all those things that are really good is you get off your devices and you're only supposed to use your devices for essential reasons. And at that time, I wasn't a professional author. I was writing some articles here and there, but I wasn't a journalist. I wasn't a YouTuber. I was none of those things. So I had no reason to be on my phone for anything other than texts and emails or whatever. So I didn't know what the coronavirus was. I literally had no idea. And I remember the first thing I read about it, it was the Friday of the last day I ever taught in the school I was at. Um, I was coaching a morning rugby practice, a spring practice before we went outside. We were in the gym thinking we were going to be at training camp a couple weeks after we got back from March break. And I looked up an article and I happened to read something by Chris Ferrara. And uh, the reason for that was I was writing for a website he was also writing for. And I remember I always liked his articles. So I uh, just decided I'd check to see if he had anything to say about it. And he did. And he immediately sort of debunked the whole thing for me. And from the beginning, I was pretty much convinced that, um, you know, this whole coronavirus thing was not what they were saying it was. And you couldn't even say this a couple of years ago on the internet, but you can say that now. Anyway, then the bishops started to shut down the churches and they started to shut down the churches, at least here in Ontario, before the government required them. I remember at our SSPX chapel, um, the first weekend of sort of that interim period between the announcements and the lockdown, you were still allowed to have mass, but you had to have like 50 people, you know, that sort of thing half capacity, whatever it was. So we had mass two or three weeks longer than the diocese did. And a bunch of people came to our chapel and that, and that was really great. But I remember at one point, our bishop, the Bishop of the London Diocese, to his shame, God save his soul, he put out a letter and his literal words, as many things were, was where baptisms are to be discouraged. I'm going to just say that one more time. A bishop of the Catholic Church said, baptisms are to be discouraged. You see, there's an expression in Latin that I like to go back to, and it's acta non verba. Your actions speak louder than your words. You can tell me you believe that infants have to be baptized in order to be incorporated into the church and ultimately be saved. You can tell me that, but if you say baptisms are to be discouraged, I'm just simply not going to believe you. So I remember texting a priest, a relatively conservative priest, and I said to him, hey, Father, you know, you've got a little bit of a social media presence. People follow you on Facebook, whatever. People are scared. They're confused. I said, Father, would you mind 
putting out a video showing parents how they could baptize their babies if the churches weren't offering them because, of course, baptisms were to be discouraged. And his, his answer was, well, I could just recommend them to the diocese about an hour away because I wouldn't want to be disobedient. And I remember thinking to myself, the bishop didn't say you were forbidden from teaching people how to baptize on the internet. Uh, he said that you were to discourage baptisms. He didn't even say you weren't allowed to do them. But anyway, it was just crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And I realized, wow, they're far gone, these diocesan priests in many ways, sadly. Um, and they have no understanding of what obedience is. And the bishop must be some sort of tyrant if, in order to have that sort of control. And I imagine this situation is not that much different all over the world. We saw in the United States, virtually all dioceses basically shut down and bend the knee to the COVID thing. And many of them bent the knee to the Floyd thing. Um, and here you go. Eventually, there was a little bit of resistance. But some places I know here in Canada, I don't think they allowed communion on the tongue in the diocesan masses until like the fall of 2022 or something like that. Like it was pretty crazy. There were priests who were giving people communion on the tongue clandestinely in the sacristy or things like that, um, you know, and it was sort of like organizing a drug deal. You know, I, I can give you my number, but you can't tell me you got it for me. You know, and he'll meet you around back and give you communion on the tongue. It was very, very strange. Very strange. Well, why do I bring this up? Recently, there has been this attack on the Catholic faith by all this you know, Rainbow Month stuff coming up, the LA Dodgers, etc. And Bishop Barron did do a nice video. And he talked about how everyone should boycott the LA Dodgers. And that's great. But we're still waiting for an apology and a promise to do better from the bishops. We're still waiting for the bishops to get their credibility back. The abuse scandals were bad enough, and in fairness to the bishops who are in power today, the vast majority of them really had nothing to do with that. Um, much of that, if not all of it, happened in a time long ago, decades ago. This isn't to explain any of it away, it's just to say that, and there are exceptions, um, but it is to say that it's not the fault of the men who are in power at the moment because obviously they weren't the ones governing the situations. So in many cases, the bishops have inherited a very difficult situation. I know many dioceses have been racked by financial problems, which they inherited. It wasn't their fault. I mean, these things sort of just happened. But the bishops have not had credibility with faithful Catholics in a long time. Yes, a lot of Catholics do have this cult-like obedience where, you know, I've talked to some people and I'll show them, for example, you know, the church is very clear. You can attend the Society of St. Pius X. And they'll say, well, my bishop says we're not supposed to. And I say, well, Rome says you can. And they say, well, that's fine. In your diocese, if the bishop says you can, that's fine. But in my diocese, I can. It's like, okay, I guess your, your bishop is the pope then. It's very strange. Um, but in any case, most Catholics of good faith have really lost a lot of respect for the bishops. The people who do respect the bishops often are not really faithful Catholics, meaning they're sort of cultural, ideological Catholics, and they really jump on board with the bishop when he likes to push some sort of environmental agenda. 
But the bishops have lost their credibility in the eyes of so many people. The abuse scandals, as I said, were enough. But the COVID stuff, that was egregious. It was one of the most disgraceful things that any bishops of the Catholic Church have ever done in history. And here's why. You see, the abuse stuff, that's terrible. This is obviously very bad. It's a, it's a terrible thing. Um, and what we see there is essentially the effects of poor leadership and, uh, you know, poor management and human sin. And it's a story as old as time and it's awful and wicked. And those who were involved need to be punished harshly. There is no punishment severe enough. You know, we can't say enough. With the bishops, with the scandals, what we see is that they were men who were just pretty wicked. But with the COVID thing, we see they were men who were just extremely cowardly. You know, you could do research back in 2020. I was just reading an article today from um, news.australia.whatever. And it's, you know, basically like, you know, the big news outlet for Australia. And it's, you know, another study shows that the harm from lockdowns is greater than the benefits and cause more harm than good sort of thing. This stuff has been coming out everywhere. I mean, it's in mainstream newspapers. Now, even leftists are starting to attack Donald Trump because he pushed lockdowns, trying to pretend that they didn't push him for you know the last two and a half years. The cat's out of the bag. All that was ordered was basically a complete disaster. We're not even going to get into the in injections because I don't know if you're allowed to talk about that yet on YouTube, but you can probably imagine what I think about that. But the bishop said to us that the sacraments were non-essential, non that baptisms were to be discouraged, and then they opened up their churches for vaccine clinics. Many of the bishops expressed their solidarity with the whole Floyd 19 movement and, um, you know, promoting kneeling and things like that and town square, or whatever, to show your solidarity with racial harmony and all those kinds of things, even though massive crowds were gathering, but they just wouldn't open their churches. They intentionally chose to not think critically and to follow what the communists weren't even mandating that they do, but just pressuring them to do. They had no spine at all, and we have yet to see them, in general, walk it back and say, you know what? We failed. We absolutely failed. What we did was 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 egregious. We should never have closed down the churches. In fact, if it was a real plague, we should have been giving out more sacraments because you might have been dying. And here's how we're going to demonstrate that we actually believe that you need the sacraments in order to be saved. We're going to commit to never stopping giving them again. But sadly, I don't think they're going to do that because they showed their true colors during the lockdowns and during the vaccine rollouts that if the world asks them to, they're going to put the Catholic faith second. You see, the scriptures tell us, fear not, him who can fear, uh, fear not him who can kill the body, but fear him who can kill the soul. The bishop's actions were only fear the death of your body and who cares about the death of your soul. And now there are letters from priests and parishes and things like that begging people to come back from mat to mass. One of the parishes in my diocese, I saw a letter and it was like, we're hosting a revival thing. Come one, come all. We'd love to see you back at church, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why would they ever go back to your church? Why? You shut it down. You told them that when they were going to die, allegedly, that uh, they shouldn't go to church. A lot of the bishops probably don't care 
and they're probably just as wicked as the communists, hence why they act like them sometimes. But some of them are probably good men, and they want to be spiritual fathers. Well, if you do, I would recommend to all of you who shut down your parishes, who shut down your diocese and so forth, get on a microphone, stop going to stupid ecumenical services, stop planting freedom and peace trees with the local imam and rabbi, and look into the camera and say, we should never have done that. It was disgraceful, and we're sorry, and we'll never do it again. We'll see. As always, let me know what you think in the comments. This has been the Kennedy Report. Until next time, God bless.